This is the Tao of Christ, and I am Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. Others call it non-dual awareness, liberation, enlightenment, or spiritual awakening. It is the heart of all spiritual traditions. This is the Tao of Christ. Good afternoon. This is Marshall Davis. Having been a Christian for all of my adult life and a Baptist pastor for nearly all of that, I can say with first-hand knowledge that the essential difference between Christianity and spiritual awakening is that the first is second-hand religion and the second is direct realization. It is ironic because such a distinction between first-hand and second-hand is exactly the type of thing that evangelical Christians say about others. They look at other types of Christians like mainline Protestants or Roman Catholics or, or Eastern Orthodox as well as the many different Christian sects like like. Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses and Christian Science and, and so forth. And they, they look at those and they say, all those groups are just about religion. But they, evangelicals say, that they have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ and that makes that's what makes all the difference. And evangelicals are sure that they're going to heaven, but they aren't so sure about anyone else. When one wakes up from this egoic type of mindset, one sees that evangelical Christianity is just like all other types of Christianity. It's also secondhand religion. Evangelicals talk about their personal faith, but even that personal faith is really secondhand. They talk about having a personal experience of Christ or of the Holy Spirit, but even those are second-hand interpretations of experiences. The whole thing is a story told by the ego to itself to convince itself that it is real and permanent and that it will live forever as an individual entity in the heavenly kingdom. It's all a fantasy created by the human mind. And when one sees through all such stories as fantasies, this is crystal clear. Now let me explain now how exactly Christianity is a secondhand religion. First, it relies upon secondhand knowledge, namely scripture. Scripture is very important to Christians, especially to evangelicals. Protestants will talk about the doctrine of sola scriptura, by which they mean that scripture is their sole authority, and they're very proud of that. Call the Bible the word of God, use words like inerrant and infallible to describe it, but they don't realize that this idea itself is secondhand religious tradition. The Bible never says such things about itself. People who approach scripture in that way are really committing bibliolatry, which is a type of idolatry. 
their unexamined assumption that the Bible is to be taken literally in all areas has led them to believe all types of unscientific ideas, like a six-day creation that happened a few thousand years ago, or a worldwide flood that happened in Noah's day. They will insist on a literal Adam and Eve and a physical Garden of Eden. They believe all this because they have been told that they have to believe it in order to be faithful Christians. It's accepted secondhand on the authority of preachers and teachers. The Bible never says that the stories in Scripture have to be taken literally. That's a fundamentalist interpretation that originated in the early 20th century. It's only about a hundred years old. It is a second-hand interpretation of a book that itself is full of second-hand accounts. Let's take the book of Genesis, for example. It's about ancient peoples. But the ancient peoples did not write these books. The stories in Genesis were passed down orally for generations before they were ever written down. So they're not just second-hand, but third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth-hand. We don't know anything first-hand about the spiritual experience of any of those ancient patriarchs or matriarchs in the book of Genesis. We can't even be certain that they even existed. The other four books of the Torah, the Pentateuch, are about Moses' experience and understanding of God. But no biblical scholar outside of fundamentalism believes Moses wrote these books. It's second-hand accounts. Moses didn't write them. In fact, those books never even suggest that Moses wrote them. They're written centuries after Moses lived. And even in the New Testament, we have no first-hand accounts written by Jesus. Everything we know about Jesus is second-hand or third-hand. The Gospels were not even written by first-hand witnesses. So they are third-hand accounts at best. They also are stories passed down for at least a whole generation, 40 years, if not 50 or 60 or 70 years before they were written. And then we have the canonization process, which decided which, decided which of these writings were to be considered scripture. Bishops got together centuries after Jesus lived, and they decided which books to include in the scriptures and which ones to exclude. They accepted, of course, only those that they agreed with, which meant those that agreed with those with centuries of church tradition. Why should we trust their decision as infallible? When you think about it, everything about Christianity as we know it today is secondhand church tradition. Evangelical and Reformed Christians brag about how they base their beliefs on the Bible and not upon religious human tradition. But the Bible itself is religious tradition, church tradition. That's all it is. How the Bible is interpreted is another layer of tradition. So as tradition on top of tradition, second and third and fourth hand religion. Another way the Christianity is second hand religion is its emphasis on doctrine. 
Christianity has become all about what you believe and also a secondary sense about what you should do and not do. But theology is really important. Theology is the mind thinking about God. Dogma is the church saying that you have to believe certain ideas about God. So people believe what others say about what people who wrote the Bible said about the people they wrote about but didn't know. So it's a Gordian knot of layers of tradition. The truth about theology is that the mind cannot know God. It cannot know anything about God. God, by definition, has to be beyond human comprehension. Doctrine, therefore, by nature, has, has to be false and misleading. At the very, very best, it's a vague, imperfect approximation. Creeds and catechisms are, are another layer. They're second-hand knowledge about ideas about God. Worse than that, if they are taken as true, absolutely true, then they become a form of idolatry, theological idolatry. It's all second-hand religion. Even having a personal relationship with God is second-hand religion. Now, I'm going to have to explain that a little bit. For it seems like a personal relationship with God and or Jesus would be first-hand knowledge. But it's not because the human persona, ego, is the second-hand creation of the mind, which in turn is formed by social environment. The ego, or persona, is a fiction formed by the mind. The idea that we are individual personal selves is useful. Just like computer programs and phone apps are useful, but they're not real. They're just code. So is the self. It's just a program running in the brain. It does not exist apart from the brain any more than a computer program exists apart from a computer. If the personal self is not real, then the self's personal relationship with God is also a fiction. A personal God is a fiction created by a fictitious self. In other words, we have created God in our own image. We think that we are a self and we assume that God, therefore, must be a self like us so that we can have a personal relationship with this God self. So it's a fabricated God based on a created by a fabricated entity called the self. It's all fabrication, which we mistake for reality. Now, this does not mean that there's anything wrong with personal devotional forms of the Christian faith, as long as we realize that that's what it is. It's fine as far as it goes. I personally enjoy the devotional aspect of Christianity. It's an important, important part of my persona, my personal identity. As a self, I can say I have a personal relationship with God 
through Christ, so I know exactly what the evangelicals are talking about. I used to be an evangelical, and I enjoy worship of God as an expression of this. The difference is that I know this is not ultimately real. I know what I really am. There is so much more to ultimate reality than a relationship with God and Christ. There is direct spiritual awareness of the divine reality that we imperfectly label with the word God. And this awareness is from within and not from outside. That's something you have a relationship with. Relationships are always external. They're always between two beings. What I'm talking about here, this reality is being itself. The ground of being. Being with a capital B. Spiritual awakening is waking up from the mirage of the, of the separate self and secondhand religion that is an expression of that, of that separate self. Spiritual awakening is direct realization of what we are, what the universe is, what God is. It is knowing ourselves to be this one reality. And this reality cannot be described with ideas or doctrines or theology. It cannot be contained in a book or in a creed. It cannot be communicated by words, which means that I cannot communicate this reality to you. The good news is that I don't have to, because at some level of consciousness, you already are aware of this reality. You are aware as this reality. Self-realization is remembering who and what we are. It is waking up from the illusion perpetuated by religion and by society. As Alan Watts famously said, there is a social taboo against knowing who you are. But we can break that taboo and we can know this reality firsthand, know who we are firsthand. That is spiritual awakening. This spiritual awakening was the message of Jesus. It is a call to die to self in order to live to what we really are. I see that as the real message of the cross and the resurrection. And that's why I call myself a Christian. I call myself a Christian because Christ taught this message that transcends religion and even destroys religion. That's what Jesus was pointed to when he talked about the destruction of the temple and when he performed the symbolic and prophetic act of cleansing the temple. Jesus was awake. He was awake to spirituality and awake as spiritual reality. He was reality incarnated, you could say. That's the meaning of the incarnation. He called others to this same spiritual awakening. That's the true message of Christ, which has been overlaid with centuries of tradition and forgotten by the church. It is because of Christ's original message of spiritual awakening that I call myself a follower of Jesus Christ. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you.
That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ. Thank you.